Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash own your style. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, welcome to another episode of Four Things. Happy 4th of July. That's the day that this is going live, but maybe you're not listening to it on the 4th of July. But either way, I hope this uh, time of year this weekend was filled with family and friends and good food in some way, shape, or form. So I am currently in Colorado, as you are listening to this with my family, and hopefully having a great time hiking and eating and doing all the things. But uh, before I get into what we're going to talk about today, I wanted to share something cool because right when I was sitting down to record, I got an email from Texas Monthly, and I've been working on a project with them for a couple of months now, and it finally has come out. And they're doing something called the Texas Optimism Project, and they interviewed me to talk about Pimp and Joy, which is all about choosing joy for yourself and spreading it to others. And they did a little narrative that goes along with the story that highlights my mom and how Pimp and Joy came about. And it was born all because, you know, of her cancer diagnosis and then ultimately how it's been a huge answer to her prayer. 
And uh, something that they couldn't fit into the narrated part was this story that I told. I mean, I recorded like tons of audio and just gave it to them and they kind of edited it down to fit what they needed. But there was a little story that I recorded about El Arroyo, which is a restaurant in Austin and a famous sign that they have down on Fifth Street. So I thought I would play back that audio. And then definitely if y'all want to go check out the article and the little video that they made, it's so cute. And you can just go to texasmonthly.com and then search out, I guess you could just search Amy Brown and it's called Optimism is a Choice. So I'm just super thankful to Texas Monthly for featuring something like this. And I'm going to have Mary on as one of my things in a little bit. And we'll We'll talk some about Pimp and Joy as well, since this is now out and y'all can watch this because the money that has been donated through Pimp and Joy, which is now over $2 million, would not have been possible without Mary and the Shot Ford and Bobby and the Bobby Bone Show and all of you amazing listeners. So yeah, I hope that y'all enjoy what Texas Monthly put together. And then here's a little snippet they included in the article, but it didn't make the video illustration that they made. But I wanted to share it here because shout out El Arroyo. An iconic Austin restaurant is El Arroyo on 5th Street, and people drive by their sign and always stop to look at it or take pictures in front of it because they always have funny things written on the El Arroyo sign. And this is like something that's so special, especially Austin being my hometown and where I grew up to have, you know, a famous place like El Arroyo's sign put up something about my mom, like my mom would freak out. So it was the day after she died, and I started getting text messages and pictures of the El Arroyo sign. And the day after she died, instead of putting up one of their usual, you know, puns or funny jokes, they put, Austin chooses joy for Judy, hashtag pimp and joy. And that was just such a cool moment for me and my family. Um, I actually took one of the pictures. Well, we had to go see it for ourselves because it was so cool and meant so much to us. So we drove down there and got a picture of it and I blew up the picture and I have it framed in my room now. And it's something that I see. And that's just like, yes, that's Austin. That's my hometown. Like I really felt like people rallying together and wanting to support my mom's mission to choose joy and pimp and joy and spread joy and choose joy for yourself. And uh, that was just probably one of the coolest things that's happened to me in my hometown. Okay, so that is included in the Texas Monthly article, like as a little extra bonus video that they made. It's not in the illustration, but just a big heartfelt thank you to Texas Monthly for featuring this. Like, it's so cool. I, the minute I got it, I like sent it over to my sister and she watched it and just was like, thought it was so beautiful. And the little cartoon that they did of our mom is so cute. And she just looks precious. And even in her leopard pajamas, which I can't say pajamas, even in the video that I made for them, I couldn't say pajamas. And I'm mad that I butchered it and the video is already done and it's up there. And I said pajamas, just like how I did a second ago where I messed up. So anyway, moving on, life's not perfect. We all mess up. It's okay. 
the other things that I'm going to cover in today's episode, besides a little interview with Mary, um, which we won't just talk Pimp and Joy. We're going to actually talk about our Espoir Brunch and Burn events and just how amazing they are and how we want to take this thing on tour and a survey that Mary has put up that y'all can go to and fill out so that we know kind of what cities we should try to hit up first. Like where, where are people going to show up? I mean, obviously we want to go everywhere if we could, but we do have to kind of figure out, you know, where, where do y'all want us? So we'll talk about that. And then um, things that we're grateful for in our life right now. Also, I have on Lisa from Instagram. I started talking about her a couple of weeks ago. Her Instagram handle is at the well necessities and she's amazing and awesome. And she has something called fork the noise. So I'm going to have her on to talk about that. And then we're going to break down maltodextrin and why it's probably in a lot of foods that you're eating, but why you should try to stay away from it if you can. And then I've got Aaron, my trainer, Aaron Opria on as well. And we're going to talk about how to stay motivated. This is the time of year. Maybe you're like got the barbecues happening and different things. And I feel like my, my talk with Lisa will be helpful to that. So hopefully you guys will find some food freedom and know that it's okay to have like a hot dog. But then when it comes to working out or if you hit a plateau or something like Aaron can give tips on how to stay motivated during times where you just are not feeling it at all. And that's, that's the menu for today. So I hope that y'all are ready. Are you ready for it? Let's go. First thing. So the week before last, I um, shared some stuff from an Instagram account that I started following, The Well Necessities, and her name is Lisa Heim, and she's on with us. Hey, Lisa. Hi. Hey, okay. I love love how Instagram world works because I started just following you, then I shared some of your posts and something from your blog because I was obsessed, and then I casually at the end was like, oh my gosh, I hope one day maybe I can have her on, and then boom, we started DMing, and then next thing you know, here you are, so love it. (laughs) Thank you again for the mention and for bringing what I had said to everybody's attention. Yeah. So um, maybe some people have started following you. Maybe some people have not heard that episode. If you haven't, I recommend you go back to it. But Lisa, why don't you share with everyone what your mission is, what your background is, and then uh, what your Instagram is all about? Because I'm definitely a fan, but I want I want people to hear from your words why you're so passionate about it. Thank you. And I'm a new fan of yours as well. Um, so I'm glad that I was able to find you from you finding me. Uh, So I am a registered dietitian and a wellness blogger, and my passion and purpose is to help women find freedom with food and ultimately step into their power. So that's a lot of loaded words in one, but basically food rules, food complexities have become so normalized and everywhere um, and almost normalized for many people that it becomes this obstacle in our life, this thing that's getting in the way of actually living out our values. So while I went to school to be a registered dietitian to, you know, learn all about nutrition and help make the world a happier, a healthier place, I soon found that a lot of the world was contaminating my idea of what healthy was. Um, I had kind of gone into my own disordered eating where basically, if you're unfamiliar with 
disordered eating. It's not an eating disorder, and it's a very important clarification because it gets missed oftentimes um, because basically I was super healthy. I was so obsessed with first it was being vegan, then it was clean eating. Um, in this day and age, 2019, a lot of times it goes under the radar of somebody's paleo or they've just completed the whole 30. And basically food consumes so much of your life that it impedes your ability to pretty much do anything else. Um, and again, it goes unnoticed because it's under this guise of being healthy. So my passion and purpose is to help people recognize when, this beha- when these behaviors are showing up in their lives and make the necessary changes to bring the fun back to eating, right? Like everybody likes to eat. We have to eat. So how do we make it what it is and not into something bigger so that we can live out our purpose? Yeah. And I saw, um, it was your birthday the other day. So happy birthday. Thank you. And you did a, a really great post where you were like, there's, there's more of me and I'm paraphrasing cause I'm not looking at it, but you basically in a nutshell, you're like, there's, there's more of me now, more skin or something. You want to say what you said? Cause now I'm butchering it. So the, the funny thing about me, and there's a lot of people saying, you know, similar things to what I'm saying in the space where body positivity and body acceptance and all of that, you know, it's great that we have a big presence of that on the internet. I mean, we have just as much of a presence as the people selling skinny detox tea. But what makes my message, I think, a little bit unique is I've never had big weight fluctuations. Um, What makes it a little bit more difficult for people to hear my message is that I am a thin body, um, and yet I still struggled. So, you know, oftentimes I share pictures of myself because I'm sharing my life as a wellness blogger and I know that I'm not, my message isn't getting heard because of my thin body. Um, And for me, I just have a normal body. And of course, many angles look flattering and other angles look like what society has kind of told us is a little bit less cute. And I just turned 31. So granted, my body doesn't look like what it did at 21. Um, And I wouldn't want it to, by the way, you know, hopefully it's preparing to have children one day if that's in my future. Um, but I shared um, just an image that my either, it was either a selfie or my fiance took it same day um, of my birthday, and I was just in a bikini and just sitting. I wasn't sucking in. I wasn't posing, and I, you know, didn't have the perfectly flat stomach that was always my intended goal that I spent all that time obsessing about. But as a result of physically taking up a little bit more space, I also metaphorically take up more space. You know, I'm living out my purpose but and with that means I'm not focusing so much on the things that don't matter and you think that you'd freak out and panic but you actually find freedom with this acceptance right that's what I was going to say stood out to me and I couldn't figure out exactly how you were phrasing that your body was but you were like I'm taking up more space than I would like but then in all caps you put but I'm free yeah, and it's not that I'm taking up more space than, than you know than I would like. Like I've gained this this amount of weight that um, bothers me. It's just you know I look down and it's not the flat stomach that has always been my my goal and many women many women's goals. Right, and I think when we can get so fixated on that, we do feel trapped, and it's almost like we have shackles on us and we're not living life and we're missing out on so much. Like I don't know about you, but did you when you were in the disordered um, eating phase of your life? I mean, were there parties you would say no to, nights out you would say no to, and you would just stay home because you you didn't know what you would face? Yes, a thousand percent. And I think that's one a really great sort of like 
symptom, if you will, of disordered eating if you're not sure if this is something that you're going through. Um, you not only lose those sort of, say, by saying no to all these social situations that bring us joy, it could even be in the moment things that you're saying yes to, but you're losing time being present. So again, yesterday was my birthday and my fiance took that picture and I could have a, made him take 3,000 more photos so that I could post a good angle, which would have, again, wasted the day and being present. Um, or I could have agonized over what the photo showed me and made the day about that. So even when we say yes to things that, you know, we're, we could still lose out because of these, these triggers on the situation. So when people are listening to this, this is going up on 4th of July, Thursday, and there may be people that have a lot of activities or a lot of invites coming up either today or this weekend and this time of year and this summer. And you have something that's called Fork the Noise. And I want you to share a little bit about that. And I learned it through following on Instagram and seeing you hashtag Fork the Noise. And as I'm still learning more about it, I kind of just like the hashtag because it's a good reminder too of like, okay, okay, I'm, I got invited to this barbecue, but I'm not going to go because I don't know what I'm going to be able to eat or what I'm going to look like or how I'm going to feel because of those scenarios. So I'm just going to stay home. And I feel like the hashtag could be applied to that. And I want you to expand on this, but I feel like you could just tell your, your brain and your inner self, like fork the noise, like stick a fork in it. Stop thinking that way. You're done. You're going to the party. <laughs> I, I love that. And if it, if for, if for, you know, if you as a listener, if all you take away is that's your mantra, mantra being something you could sort of just like recite to yourself when you're being doubtful, when you know that you're saying no to something that you really want to say yes to when you're being held back, like take that and, and run with it. Um, and fork the noise, um, it's a lot of things, but, you know, it, it definitely stands for exactly what you described, which is let go of whatever's holding you back and say yes. So why it's called Fork the Noise is because the noise is what gets in our way. And it's there's two types of noise. There's outer noise and inner noise. And the most important thing that we can do as individuals is identify the noise in our life, whether that be noise from somebody else, whether it be in my life, it's like my mother-in-law who's always talking about her diet that starts on Monday or, you know, my grandmother who's talking about calories all the time. Like that's outer noise. That's all around me. For many people, it's Instagram because, you know, Susie, the wellness blogger just cut out gluten and she feels great or grains or dairy. That's all the outer noise. And then the inner noise is exactly what you described where it's the voice in your head. You know, I call it um, the devil voice because it's the voice that's kind of it, it's there to protect you in many ways, but oftentimes it holds you back. And so identifying the noise in your life and saying fork it, right, is how we first notice and then pivot to make a decision different than what we would be doing if we were drowning and being consumed by the noise when we didn't realize that it was just noise. And so you have a course where people can actually sign up and take something online? Yep, exactly. So as a registered dietitian, I... For a very long time, for three and a half or so years, was working one-on-one -on -one with individuals to help them identify the noise and learn how to mindfully eat. So for me, mindful eating has been the strongest tool to fight diet culture. And when I say mindful eating, what do you think of, Amy? I just like intuitive eating and I could be wrong, but I mean, I'm just thinking like listening to my body. Do I feel hungry? What am I craving? What does it really want? And, and to give it what it's wanting. 
Okay, great. Well, that is exactly what I mean. But when a lot of people hear mindful eating, they're turned off because they think that they need to, like, eat at a snail's pace, that they need to eat blindfolded. Like, if you Google how to eat mindfully, all these things come up that you and I would never do and I would never want somebody to do. So I call it a modern mindful eating course because it's about everything you just said, eating intuitively, listening to your body, trusting it, honoring cravings. But at the same time, I'm giving you the tools as to how to do that because it's not very helpful to tell somebody to listen to their body when two things have been happening their entire life. One, they've been you know, silencing what their body's been telling them for years because they don't trust it. And two, we've been eating foods that are engineered to override our body's physiological signals. So the mindfulness, the modern mindfulness basically helps us Notice the noise and use tools to tune in, listen to our body, and eat from a place of empowerment versus make decisions out of fear. So like with July 4th coming up, it's important to recognize, are you saying no to the hot dog because you don't want the hot dog? Or are you saying no to the hot dog because you're afraid of what a hot dog means for you you and your body? And the problem with making decisions from any other place outside of what your body wants is you're detached from what happens next that place of satisfaction, that place of fullness. And so you enter what what you discussed on your last podcast of sort of the pendulum swinging all the way to the right. It's not, you're, it's no longer just a hot dog. It's the hot dog and it's the beer and it's the fries and it's the chips because you've allowed this small window of opportunity to eat because you said, okay, I've broken the diet or the you know plan, whatever it is. And so I can only go off the plan for this long and then tomorrow I'll go back. Right. Is there like a person who hasn't experienced that before? I, I mean, I certainly have like a million times. Right. And people aren't talking about it, but we all are having these inner dialogues with ourselves that look pretty much identical when it comes to consuming foods that we consider to be um, bad. Right. And so when you were going through the steps to heal your disordered eating, you talked about mindfulness eating being a major tool. And I think finding that probably was, was really helpful to you. Is there anything else quickly that, that comes to mind that got you to this place that helps you understand that better? And I, I'm still so guilty of using the word balance. So I want to get your take on it with, and I'm like tying up everything as we wrap this up, like the hot dog and the fork, the noise and the mindful eating and all the things. And then you leaving the disordered eating behind when someone's going through that, if, if they're still in the phases, they haven't quite figured it all out, but they're at the barbecue and there's the hot dog. And it's like, I like that you asked that question. Are you not having the hot dog because you don't want the hot dog? Or are you not having the hot dog because you think the hot dog is going to completely wreck your body and ruin your life? Like, am I really not having the hot dog? Because for so long, the hot dog has been bad. So then if I allow the hot dog, it's still so ingrained in my mind that it's bad. A hundred percent. And um, what you said that really resonates with me was... Um, you know, you had said I, that I hate the word balance. I don't hate the word balance. I hate how we're using balance. Okay, okay. So the idea that, you know, the way I'm hearing it oftentimes, and I apologize if this isn't how you're using it, but it's basically like, you know, somebody Friday comes around after a week of eating salads for lunch and they're turning to pizza and then being like, oh, balance, right? Like this is how I do it. And this is kind of feeding into two different things. One, it's feeding into the idea that, like, eating healthy is hard, that it requires discipline, that it requires willpower. 
and we're humans. Like, we are animals by nature, even though we, you know, look different than animals and we take care of ourselves in other ways. And so we don't have willpower and we don't have discipline when something feels good in our body. So the idea that we need to, like, garner more willpower is just setting ourselves up for failure. So balance, yeah, balance is a great thing, but not the idea that we're swinging that pendulum from all the way from salads on Monday to pizza on Friday. So balance is having the healthy food that you're calling healthy today now because you want it. And maybe the less nutritious but delicious food um, later because you're in the mood. And the whole, like, plot twist here and what we can take away maybe on July 4th from this is that you can have the chips and the salad and the hot dog all in one day. So I love this example once that my friend Carolyn, another nutritionist, Gabe, and she, the idea was that she sees people on Friday basically binge on pizza after weeks of, after the whole week of, you know, going for the salad. And so what if when going out for pizza, you didn't just order pizza? What if you ordered the pizza and the salad, right? And you ate them together. So it wasn't like I'm having a, a pizza, I, I'm being bad. What if you enjoyed the salad and you also got to have some pizza? Now you're no longer going into the pizza starving because you're eating other food, hopefully you're not saving up for the pizza, and you're eating it in a, in a way where you actually can pay attention to the enjoyment that's coming from it, as opposed to letting the mind chatter of, oh my God, I'm being so bad, I'm eating the pizza, take over. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Okay. And so also too, what I was thinking of when you were doing that is like we we eat really good all week and then we quote unquote enjoy the weekend because balance, but, um, really balance would be if on a Tuesday, you know, the normal part of the week where you're normally doing salads and juices or whatever, if you are craving pizza and it's Tuesday night, like that's when you, you're listening to your body, you have a piece of pizza, you, you can have it with salad or, or not, but if that's what you were craving, then you let yourself have it. And then who knows the rest of the week, even through the weekend, you just continue with what your body's craving, which will likely be healthy food. And you don't just create a space for binging or anything. Yeah. And, and to, to just kind of like hop on that a little bit, it's, it's exactly that. But by the time you get to the week on maybe it's not healthy food, but you're not eating it in these quantities, in these binges, like you said, because you're not letting that pendulum swing all the way to the left and all the way to the right. Right. Does that make sense? And I know that it sounds so shocking and even unbelievable to somebody who believes that they need willpower and control. But, I mean, you know, the, the, the proof is in the pudding, whatever that expression is. You know, I've gone through hundreds of my online course, Work the Noise, has allowed me to not just see that this works on an individual level when I was working one-on-one, but now I'm at hundreds of people that are recognizing this. And I also just want to say that, you know, you said the word craving. Um And it doesn't need to be a strong craving for pizza to allow yourself to have the pizza or whatever food is marked as bad to you. It can be a desire. You know, it doesn't need to get to the point where it's this strong feeling where you can't stop thinking about it unless you have it. It can just be a desire to have pizza. Maybe you're in the mood for it versus a salad. And you're going to find an earlier point of satisfaction with a perhaps a smaller volume of food than you would if you're listening to that. Does that make sense? Got it. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. When I was eating purely salads and, you know, vegetables and clean eating, every single meal, I ate everything there was. I was like a, I was a member of the clean plate club, I call it, because I had allowed myself to only eat these foods and to only eat them in this limited time that I've allowed, this window of time. 
And so they'd be completely, you know, annihilated. Last night, my fiance surprised me with a little birthday cake and I had a bite of it. And I was like, oh my God, this is too sweet. Like, I don't even like it. And those are not connections that I would have been able to make, you know, 10 years ago, maybe even six years ago on my birthday, because it was like, it's my birthday. I'm allowed to have cake. Got to eat all the cake, you know? Yeah. No, I feel like. So if mm -hmm. you don't know, as a listener, I do apologize, but I do encourage you to give it a try and start listening to your body. Okay. I feel like that's great. And then if people are more curious about Fork the Noise, where, where can they go? Yep, they can go to forkthenoise.com, and right now we're not in session, but you can put your email address on the wait list, and as soon as we, we just wrapped up um, session, and as soon as we open up, everyone on the wait list gets the best possible, you know, promotional offer we can give as a thank you for waiting, and we should know when we're opening back up very soon. So you'll get that email um, immediately, and the page will also have a lot more details as to what the course is, and I stay very available to my followers on Instagram, um, and my blog readers. So if you have a question and you're not ready for the course or you just have a question, I'm happy to help you maybe work through something. And my email is lisa at thewellnecessities.com. It's a poor name that is probably very hard to spell. So if you could just put that in the show notes, Amy. Oh, yeah, the well necessities. Yep, it's yep. a lot of letters. I, I can do that. At yeah, and then your Instagram handle is at the well necessities. And yeah. yeah, well, Lisa, thanks for coming on today to talk about, you know, this and in, in the intro to having you on. And we are going to record another thing that we're going to share um, on next Thursday's episode. And this time we're going to talk stretch marks, which... Uh, I, Health Magazine picked up something that you posted about, which got, you know, a lot of of comments and, and attention. And I feel like it's something that a lot of women have. I've got them, you've got them, and we. it's good to, to talk about them. And you shared earlier in this interview about how sometimes, and I hate that for you, like sometimes you don't get the the cred you deserve because maybe you you've always been thin, but that doesn't make you any less um, a part of what anybody else has been through. And so I just commend you for sticking with it and sharing your knowledge. And I learned new things from you today. I'm learning new things from following you. And I also loved learning, honestly, that you've got stretch marks and you posted them online. <laughs> Thank you. So we'll, we'll talk about that next time. Right, so a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last-minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga— Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. 
Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, This just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Second thing. Okay, got to talk about a giveaway real quick before I get into my interview with Mary that I already recorded because when I sat down with her, whoops, we forgot to mention the giveaway. So we talk about a survey that we would love for you to fill out in our little chat that's coming up in just a second. 
But if you fill it out, we want you to know that you'll be entered to win your own customized four things tote. You can put whatever four favorite things on there. We'll make it for you, ship it to you, and probably throw some other goodies inside. Like we now have Espoir sunglasses that are super cute. So I bet we'll throw some of those in. So if y'all participate in the survey, this is just our way of saying thank you for helping us out. And there will be a giveaway attached to it. So you just, I mean, we don't need that much info. You just put in like your email, you vote for the city and then boom, survey's done and you're entered to win a four things tote. So with that said, sorry, Mary, and I forgot to mention that part, but here's my little chit chat with Mary. So as promised, I have Mary on, which she has come on my podcast before, but we've been in person, but she lives in California and we wanted to talk to y'all about Espoir and Pimp and Joy and other things. Oh, Mary, did you think of four things that you're grateful for? Oh, yes. Okay, good. Yes. When he texted me, I jotted them down. Yeah. I also am going to have Mary share four things that she is uh, grateful for because we're we're still working on that gratitude journal, <laughs> the four things. Exactly. We actually we actually met the girl in Wichita who oh gave God, us yeah. the idea for a journal because we do these Instagram Friday Night Lives on Shop Espoir's Instagram account. And it's just me and Mary at 8 p.m. on a Friday night. We're super cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so lame. Um, oh, but anyway, I think my original setup was that you've done this in person, but you're in California, so you're doing it on the phone. So if it sounds a little yes. different, we're on the phone, but I also have her on FaceTime. So hopefully it'll seem like a normal flow. But um, we, we were in Wichita this last weekend for our Brunch and Burn Espoir event, and we were taking photos with everybody and a girl came through. She goes, I'm journal girl. (laughs) And what happened was during one of our Friday night lives, you know, we were taking suggestions from you guys like, Hey, what would y'all like to see product wise? Like we want to give y'all things y'all want. And she suggested a gratitude journal. And we were like, Oh my gosh, that actually is very fitting. And for Mary and myself, we've both thought or thought of journaling as something that's intimidating or overwhelming, but if we simplified it and you only had to jot down four things that you're grateful for, then it's like, oh, well, that makes it easy. Totally doable. So let's give an, let's go ahead and do, I I can't wait. I want to see what Mary's grateful for today before we get into some of our other talk. I'm changing one because yeah. Okay. What? Me? You're not grateful (laughs) for me anymore? (laughs) No, I think my family's actually getting cut. Oh no, Megan! If you're listening, ooh, uh, she doesn't listen. It's okay. Oh, rude! <laughs> Thanks for not listening, Megan. <laughs> uh, okay, the first one, I I just like try to do it without thinking too much because I feel like that's the best way to do this. Is you don't have to like make it super deep things, right? It's right. Just, like keep it simple. So the beach and like living by the beach because I've realized like how grateful I am for that and how happy it makes me every day. Mm-hmm. Just walking by the beach, ocean air, all of that. Um, second one is Advil. Yes. I've had crazy headaches the past couple of days and like I can function like a normal human being because of Advil. Um, third is Excel because I've had to do lots of spreadsheets. Well, I always do lots of spreadsheets and I was just thinking like I was really annoyed that I had a lot of work to do, but then I was thinking how much harder it would be if I didn't have spreadsheets. Yeah, and, and you love really spreadsheets, like, quite honestly. Dorky, but it really, like, helps so much. I don't know how people did it before them. Yeah. And then I was going to say family, but uh, I'm going to I'm gonna switch out my family for Siri because I lost my phone earlier in the warehouse. And if you walk around, oh, shoot, I shouldn't say this because it's going to make everyone's phones go off, huh? If I say, 
hey Siri. No, it's fine. Keep going. Uh, okay. So I was walking around our warehouse like screaming, hey Siri, because I couldn't find my phone. And it worked because they it says like what is happening or something like when uh, like when you say here's hey Siri she talks back to you so like if you lose your phone I guess it's a little tip yeah you can just walk around saying hey Siri and then she'll talk back to you and tell you where she is so awesome yeah so you're more thankful for her today than you are your family that's well, fine I haven't seen them right, but yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I love those four things. Okay, well, what about you? Do you have to go? Oh, no, no, no. That's what, this is what I make guests do. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm thankful for, I, I'll just say that we are fresh off the heels, like we said, of a Wichita brunch and burn. So I'm super thankful for our Espoir followers and the loyal people that sh- want to show up and like really make a difference and that support mm-hmm. us through you know, getting products, but maybe even if you've never even bought a product, like you support us online, you like leave nice comments, you try to show up where, where we are. And speaking of showing up where we are, we've only done three events and all three have been very different, but amazing turnouts. Like in Austin, we did 25 people at Siete Foods and it was a brunch and burn with Aaron and it was so fun. And then in Nashville, we did a brunch and burn again at Whiskey Row with 45 people. And we were like, okay. Yeah, so just a little bit bigger. A mm-hmm, little bit bigger. And then, and, it, and all of it, our goal is to grow our community that we have together. And hopefully y'all can connect and meet people. And that's what I mean. We have the pop-up shop and y'all can shop online, but the support doesn't just come from you, you know, choosing to shop with us because you want to shop with a purpose and give back. Like I guarantee you, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people that have bought at least one thing if they're coming to something, but there's probably people that are involved in our community that haven't ever bought anything because maybe they can't right now and it's fine. We still want people involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, there was for sure people at our Wichita event because they came with a big company. A company bought tickets for their whole team. So I know there was tons of those people that had never probably purchased anything as spa, but they were exposed to us and our mission and our our love for Haiti and kind of what we're doing. And then hopefully now after coming to the event, they'll be involved with us in some way, shape or form. So that being yeah. said, Wichita was 300 people <laughs> and it was an interest bank arena. So I don't know that we'll always do arena style because it was definitely a lot. Um, but surprisingly... What are we doing? Yeah, but surprisingly, it still felt intimate like our other ones. That's Yeah, we're not going to do it where we always want it to feel super intimate and like you get to talk to everyone and Mm -hmm. you get to talk to everyone and it's like a whole community. I mean, one day I would love for it to be like totally blown up and there'd be like a thousand people, which would be like crazy. But um, but that would just mean that like everything's growing. So it'd be fun. But our still will have a community feel, I feel like. Yeah. Like somehow, even if we have that many people, it will still feel. And I think that's just the vibe of our people. Like they made it, like people stood up and shared things after we did the workout portion. We did a Q&A and they shared things. They got vulnerable. They asked questions. And it was just, I think that helped create that that space of like, you can say anything. I felt like literally people could have stood up and said anything. Yeah. And so that was really special to Mary and I because that's that's our goal. And 
we want to take this on the road. So we've got three cities under our belt. And again, I don't know that we'll go as big as Wichita, but we do want to know what cities, you know, where y'all are. Where do you want a brunch and burn to come or just any kind of espoir event? We don't even know what every event will always look like, but that's kind of our theme at the moment, which seems to be working well. Um, because, you know, you feel strong after the workout and then you feel encouraged and motivated. And then, you know, you're part of like a bigger cause and hopefully, like, hopefully you feel that. Um, and so I think a workout helps, you know, get that energy out there. Mm-hmm. And then with the Q&A and the talks and then the brunch, it's just like hang time. But we want to know the city. So Mary is awesome. And, you know, I know she was thankful for Excel docs and stuff, but I think she's also thankful for, what is it, SurveyMonkey? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think this is, no, I've used them once before. I was going to say, this is my, not my first time using them, but yeah. Okay, so tell people what they can do to vote okay, for their so, city. Yeah, so we made a survey where you can vote. It's basically like the most simple, so we try to make it super simple. It just says, I want to come to an SWAT TSF event in, and then you pick your city. Mm-hmm. And then you have to say your email address. Yeah. I think that's it. So, so we're going to use that as like, that's literally going to be our gauge and where we decide where to plan our next event. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to plan something in a city where we think would be awesome. And then like nobody shows up. <laughs> then there's like four people, which we love the four people that would be willing to come. We yeah. love, but we we're we're like, you know, picking up and trying to create something awesome for everybody and taking flights. And my husband and kids didn't come on this last one, but my husband said it. he was kind of bummed. He wished that they had. So they may even come. So it's a big investment on our end of like time. And we just want to make sure that we're like going to the right place. Yeah. And, and then when you're looking at it to vote too, like a lot of people, this is really cool. That a lot of people like road tripped and made like a whole weekend of it. Um, so if there's a place that you think even like would look fun that you would be willing to like, I don't know if you would fly, but maybe drive to. So just kind of keep that in mind too. Yeah. It may not be like your exact city, but it might yeah. be a city near you. There was at our Nashville one, which was super cool. There was like four or five different girls, right? That came mm-hmm. alone from, from all different states. Different states. Because Nashville's a really it's an easy way to get to from like if you're in Oklahoma or Arkansas or something, which we did have people from those places, but they drove in from other states. We had another one from St. Louis and they became friends at the event and they made plans to hang out that night. And Mary and I were like, high five, mission accomplished. Yeah, like, this is like what it's all world. about. Yeah. Like to build community, people can connect in all kinds of different ways and hopefully like stay in touch after the event and continue mm-hmm. to like grow. And maybe yeah. come to, to more events. And then, yeah. you know, we all of this is just happening organically we are going to have to kind of grow up a little be adults and like plan ahead which is the point of this survey is because we want to get some sponsors on board which you know maybe if you're listening and you know of anybody that may want to sponsor um an espoir event or be a part of it in that way um that would be amazing you can email us let us know um and mary we're speaking of like letting us know where can people find the survey so I'm going to put it on, if you go to the shop forward, I'm going to put it as a banner on the top that you can just click on. So you, you should see it right when you go to the shopforward.com. Okay. And then your Instagram for the shop forward is at the shop forward. So yeah, people can. Yeah, and be in the link in bio in that Instagram too. And we'll mm-hmm. do some like swipe ups and stuff too. But if you want to either just go directly to the website or to our Instagram. Yeah. So people 
can head there if they want to um, ever ask us anything and shop Espoir. And then I'm Radio Amy. And then Mary, you're like, give your personal Instagram a shout out. I feel like it's entertaining. Oh, geez. Uh, M-E-R-I underscore. Mm -hmm. Mary underscore, which I always think that it's Mary B, but that's her Twitter handle because Mary and I met on Twitter in case you're new to this whole thing and you didn't know. And for the longest time, I just straight up called her Mary B because, I mean, she was my Twitter friend and that was her Twitter handle. And so, but on Instagram, yeah, it's just Mary underscore. But yeah, so Mary B. And then, um, you know, Mary, you weren't, with me when I recorded the intro, but I know I sent you that Texas monthly thing that they did about yeah, Pimp and Joy, yeah, which is, so cool. yeah, it's so special and neat. And mm-hmm. I played the El Arroyo clip and then, you know, part of the illustration video that they did, which if people want to check that out, I guess what I'll do for that is put it in my um, bio link. I guess I should do that. So at Radio Amy, yeah. um, that'll be in my link for a few days if y'all want to check that out. But if not, you can go to texasmonthly.com and search it out. But um, they did a whole thing about Pimp and Joy, and I'm watching the video, and I'm like, oh, wow, yes. I mentioned in there that my mom would freak out if she was alive and was able to see that Pimp and Joy has, you know, donated over $2 million. And so I have Mary maybe pull up some some of the different groups that we've been able to support or the different causes Oh yeah. with y'all's purchases, because I mean, this is all because if, I assume if you're listening or maybe you're new and you haven't checked it out, you can check out the shop forward and pimp and joy and all the things, but, Oh, I got called out for saying all the things like someone sent me an email and they're like, you're saying that a lot yeah. lately. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I say it a lot, but I'm just going to go ahead and apologize for saying it just now because you know, when you get an email, Okay. Thank you. Thank you. But when you get an email like that, you're like, oh, shoot. Okay. Then you start to really think about the words. I'm pretty sure they closed the email with like, maybe just try to think before you speak. (laughs) And they were being nice. Like it wasn't a mean email. They were like, I'm actually a big fan, but FYI, this is annoying. And I'm like, okay, I appreciate emails like that. So thank you. Um, So if you're new, maybe you haven't checked out Pimp and Joy, but if you have been around and you have supported Pimp and Joy, then it is not lost on us that this is all because of you. So thank you. Mary, would you like to rattle off some of the causes? Oh, yeah. And I mean, it is crazy just thinking when we started with like the one hat for St. Jude. And now it's like grown to like there's multiple items that just live on the site all the time. And it's just so cool. So yeah, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. I wish I had the amounts up here, but it's just the fact that it's like over two million total divided between all of these is just like insane. So American Red Cross, we've done all kinds of stuff with like disaster relief, um, mm-hmm. fire recovery, tornadoes. Um, what? Tornadoes. Oh yeah, tornadoes. All kinds of storms. Um, Team Haiti. That was our first shirt we ever did. Those blue shirts mm-hmm. raised money for the bread kitchen um, in Haiti, which was awesome. Um, Capital Area Food Bank, Andy Roddick Foundation, Austin Pets Alive. Music, musicians on call, um, building homes for heroes, which we, we just did. We've done that twice now, which is awesome. Canine mm-hmm. um, warriors, the service dogs for vets. We've also done um, Fantastic Dagger Foundation, which is another cool military one. Yeah, um, and then we've also done a lot of just like smaller, like individual type gifts, like to more smaller foundations, which a lot of organizations that you probably haven't even 
heard of, but are just like making a difference in their community, which we love to do that too. Or just people that we've heard of that, that probably Mm -hmm. to my mom would be the coolest part is some of the stories, just like being able when something we get wind of something or, you know, a lot of cancer related stories, Mm -hmm. which I think would, my mom would be totally in awe of because, you know, she battled cancer. She knows what it's like. And we've been able to, because of Pimp and Joy purchases, been able to kind of, sometimes we have money in a little fund and it's like we get wind yeah. of something and we're able to brighten someone's day by swooping in. Cause it's not like Mary and I could just, you know, go do this for somebody or Bobby or the show or oh, anything. Yeah. Like it's literally because people have shopped and we have it there and we check out, you know, where we are with funds and we're like, oh my gosh, like we could pay for that. Like, let's just send yeah. them a check. And it's so fun to be able to just stick it in the mail. And I wish that we could, like, loop everyone who's ever purchased anything in on that, like, either call or email that we're sending to that person. But a lot of times, because of, like, privacy stuff, we don't, like, put it out there who it's going towards. But, right. I mean, it's only because of, like, everybody buying the stuff that we can do that. It's crazy. Yeah. So, okay. Well, um, we just wanted to come on and see what Mary was grateful for, talk about the survey so that y'all can go fill that out and then give Pimp and Joy and Texas Monthly a quick shout out and a big thank yeah, you to... video is so, so cool. Yeah, so definitely check out the video and then just know that um, Mary and I, and then Bobby's not on here, but we speak for him and the Bobby Bone Show, like we're just super grateful for y'all's support. You can say bye, Mary. Oh, bye. <laughs> Okay, let's talk maltodextrin. So in Tuesday's Q&A episode, it came up when I was talking about stevia, uh, answering a listener's question about stevia. And I told y'all that I was at Whole Foods and I was about to buy some powdered stevia because normally I prefer the liquid stevia. And I turn around and I look at the ingredients on the box and it says stevia and maltodextrin. And I was like, bummer. So I put it back on the shelf. I wasn't going to buy it because I was like, oh, why did they put this additive in there? And the reason why you'll find it as an an additive is because it can improve texture, flavor, and shelf life. That's a big one, which I mean, if you're a company and you want to improve shelf life, I get it. You want to make it last longer. So many of us are consuming maltodextrin every day without even realizing it. And if you're wondering what you should look for, I'll spell it out for you in case, you know, I I feel like when it's not rolling off my tongue easily but it's M-A-L-T-O-D-E-X-T-R-I-N. You'll start to notice it. Kind of like, you know, when you start talking about red cars, you start seeing a red car everywhere. You're going to start seeing maltodextrin everywhere. And to be honest, I don't always avoid it. I, I try not to be super strict on any one thing anymore in my life. But Um, When you hear some of the dangers that I'm going to go over, it's definitely something you should consider avoiding, especially if you really are trying to eat clean ingredients. And when you're looking at the back of an ingredient box, you want to be able to pronounce most of the things that you're putting in your body. And it's really awesome when you can pronounce everything and you know what everything is. And then boom, a healthy company hits you with all healthy things and then some maltodextrin. Like you'll find it in some pastas, cooked cereals, rice, some meat substitutes, baked goods, salad dressings, frozen meals, soups, sugars, and sweets. And I went to draxe.com to pull some of these dangers and why you should be aware of maltodextrin and try not to consume it. So first of all, it raises blood sugar. Maltodextrins, see y'all, this is really hard. And for me, someone who gets paid to talk for a living but also cannot talk very well, not a good word for me. Maltodextrin's glycemic index, glycemic index is even higher than table sugar. So 
definitely not good. It suppresses the growth of probiotics, so it changes the composition of gut health. It's made from genetically modified corn, which is linked to a number of health issues, including Alzheimer's disease, cancer, kidney damage, antibiotic resistance, reproduction disorders, and allergies. Some of the side effects include, especially if you have high doses of it, some gastrointestinal symptoms such as gurgling sounds, gas, even diarrhea. There's also been reports of other allergic reactions such as skin irritations, cramping, and bloating. So maybe after you've consumed something, you felt like the cramps and the bloating and you couldn't pinpoint exactly what it was that you ate. Maybe you're having an allergic reaction to maltodextrin. I don't know. You Maybe not. Maybe you eat it and it's fine. Honestly, I know that I've consumed it and I have felt fine. And there's some things that I just really, really enjoy and I know it's in there and I'm like, dang it. But I am more aware of it and I do put products back on the shelf when I do see it because it has no nutritional value whatsoever. It's so highly processed that it's devoid of all nutrients. So other than the companies needing to add it for their benefit, not ours, try to steer clear of it if you can. So there's my little thing on maltodextrin, uh, which I appreciated, you know, this kind of being a spinoff from the Q&A episode. I definitely appreciate y'all sending in the questions and giving me topic ideas. If you ever have questions, send them to Four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com. And then if you ever have segment ideas, you can send them there as well. And maybe whatever you bring up, I could make a thing because I want y'all just as involved in this podcast and for you to be hearing and sharing and learning all the things together. We're like a big little Four Things podcast family. Four Things with Amy Brown. I've got Aaron Opria here. How do you how do you define yourself? I know that I brought you on before and I'm like my trainer, but she's a celebrity trainer, but I'm not the celebrity. There's like celebrities that you train, but you train all kinds of people. You train everybody, all kinds of people, the all kinds of kinds. And then you have a book, the four by four diet, which people all over consume. So you're kind of like just a trainer to the people. Trainer to the people. I like that. Oh, there you I go. I want to train everybody. I want to, I want to change how people think about fitness. That is my goal, my passion. I want people to learn that living a healthy lifestyle and enjoying fitness can actually be fun. Yeah. And it is with you for sure. And if you want to follow Erin on Instagram, she's a good fun follow. And she's at Erin Opria. And something funny about Instagram we were talking about before we came on. But we want to be careful in how we say it because it's just sometimes people on Instagram aren't serving you. Like it's not doing, it's not giving you all the positive things. And it's okay to unfollow people if you want to. But sometimes you feel bad about unfollowing if whoever you're following just isn't making you feel good. And you kind of just maybe need to not see their posts for whatever reason. But you can mute people. <laughs> you can mute people. If, if, if Instagram, if who you're following is not making you feel good throughout the day, if you're feeling like you're competing with them or you're making you not feel like you're up to par, then, I mean, you don't have to hurt their feelings. You can mute them. And that doesn't mean that you can't go look at their stuff if you decide you want to. But, but muting but, them is fine. And that's a, that's, a, that's a kind way to do it. Like you're not unfollowing them, so you don't have to deal with feeling rude, but you just put it on mute. And so that's just a little tip in case you need to go through your Instagram and filter out people that aren't giving you 
the positive feelings that you need in your life. So, or they're making you feel unhealthy things about yourself and it may not even be their fault. Oh, a lot of times it's not anyone else's fault. It's our, it's our own insecurities that we all struggle with. Mm-hmm. We feel like, oh, their life's so much better. Oh, they're, they're like the perfect mom or they have the perfect body or, oh my gosh, they get to go on all these amazing vacations. When really, if we could really think about it, it's Instagram. Right. I mean, people Everyone's aren't saying. showcasing the highlights. I mean, we're not all posting our kids' temper tantrums. I mean, those are the best to watch. No, but. <laughs> I know. I've been having quite a few with Stevenson lately, but I will say his new punishment is writing things like 50 to 100 times. Is it working? And it's working. I mean, just like, it's not like one and done and he's, you know, healed from all disobedience, but um, it's my new go-to. Like my go-to used to be like, I'm taking away YouTube or your tablet or music because he loves music. And now it's like, well, you can't listen to music and you have to sit at the counter and practice your writing. We did write-offs too when my kids were little. Yeah. It's genius. I'm like, this is so 1950s, but I'm all in. (laughs) I mean, it works. I had to do it in high school. I mean, I yeah. wasn't always the best kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I might need to do it. Just sit at my sit at my desk and write over and over. I will stay motivated. I will have a positive attitude. I will be kind. I will not eat chips. I will. Yes. Amy. I will not eat half a donut, Amy. Half a donut's okay. I know. I ate it though. And it was amazing. And it was good. Recent, this week, Aaron was asking early before we came on like what I had eaten today because I just felt like I hadn't eaten that much. But I had been really, really busy. And no joke, and this is not a normal day for me, but I have had a Quest bar, which I don't consume those every day, but they're so good, and half a donut. Like, I was like, so what? Bad. <laughs> and now we're going to work out and it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, not the best idea. I know. It's just some days you, you just, that you're just trying to survive. I'm surviving, not thriving today as the home edit girls would say. But Erin is on today to talk motivation because I think sometimes we lose it. We lose that, that drive. We're like, all in. We're like, I'm, I'm going to be so committed and I'm going to work out every day and you go for it, go for it, go for it. And then maybe you hit a plateau and you feel defeated and you don't really know how to dig back in. Or maybe you just straight up lose the drive and you just don't feel motivated. So what are some tips to dig us out of a rut? So some, some things I really like is if you can change your mindset about the way you think about fitness and health and don't think, oh, I have to go work out. This stinks. I don't want to work out. I'm tired. I'm blah. So sit at your desk and write a hundred times working out is fun. (laughs) Working out is fun. Okay. I'm going to put that. That's going to be your homework tonight. (laughs) Okay. But no, seriously, if you can change the mindset of instead of it being such a chore to work out, it's a gift. Movement is a gift that can be taken away from us at any time. And I'm not saying every day has to be your best workout because that's not possible. We're going to have good days. We're going to have bad days. Sometimes your workout might just be a walk and a cry session Mm -hmm. while you're walking. I mean, every day is not the best, but just move your body because it's a gift that so many people don't have and would kill to be in our position to be able to use our bodies. Right. Not literally. Not literally. Not literally kill. No. But they would be super pumped. No, I agree. I use that as motivation for myself. Like, I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I feel like that's a good one. So as soon as I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing it tonight. I'd be like, Aaron, do you know all the people that would just love to be able to go work out that can't? Go do it. Do it for them. Yeah. And so it, that's a lot of drive for me. Um, and then another thing, like when you hit a plateau, plateaus suck. I mean, everyone hits them in their health journey. Try to make one change, whether it be something in your diet that you can change, whether it be 
Um, maybe you need to change your fitness routine. Maybe it's time to go add something new and find something creative and fun, whether it be add Tabata workouts in or maybe try a boxing class or try a cl- some class that maybe you haven't done before. Like or yoga or, or something hot different. yoga, sweat, make sure you're sweating. Yes, I mean, yeah, do something. Try one of the Peloton classes. I love those on the treadmill. They're so much fun if you have a Peloton treadmill. They're Which so fun. not a lot of people have, but I will say Aaron and I both have them and they are amazing. Mine was a, a generous gift from Bobby. Um, I freaked out when I got it. But my friend Andrea, she doesn't have a Peloton bike, but she has the Peloton app on her phone. So and she still goes do the to classes. the gym yeah. and does the classes on the bike at the gym. And so you could do the same thing if you get the app on your phone and then do use the treadmill at your treadmill at home or a treadmill at the gym or something. Yes. I will agree. The classes are so fun. So the run, I have really, I'm actually taking one time. I've really enjoyed the running classes. I've love them. My kids love them. We all play on them. I was like, these are so cool. The instructors are amazing. So that motivation is really good. Uh, so just finding something new that can give a little spunk in your play step bet. If you're not playing step bet all day, movement really helps. If you're like hit a plateau, maybe you're working out every day, you're eating clean, but something's not budging or it was budging and now it's plateaued, maybe you need to move more during the day. So remember, yes, your one-hour workout matters so much, but think about the other 23 hours. Your body still should be continuing to move. It. Not, I'm not talking about you need to do lunges all day, mm-hmm. but move, movement. And then maybe sometimes if you were, like I feel like we get less motivated if we go, 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 and it's like seven days a week, we feel like we have to do crush this workout. But sometimes, no. like you said, it might be a walk, but also your time to yourself may be running a hot bath and taking that time to yourself and giving your muscles some time to relax and soak. And then the next day you may feel more, more motivated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you shouldn't be doing intense workouts seven days a week. No. I mean, but I know that some people are like, I, I talk to people that are just, they're like, I'm just worn out. I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't, I don't do intense workouts seven days a week. I do intense workouts three days a week. Right. And then I have other workouts that and I do in between. And you still do your running in between. Right. And you have days that But they're not intense. Do, yeah. Some days I do nothing or some days I just walk or some days I do a yoga class on YouTube or I do a Peloton class. I mean, it is not super intense seven days a week. And that is a key. We can overtrain our bodies and that can give you the opposite results of what you're wanting. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, you just feel miserable, tired, drained, um, not comfortable, that's not what working out is supposed to be. Working out is supposed to be, it's not always enjoyable. But I mean, I'm not saying when you do jumping lunges, you should smile the whole time. Be like, yes, best day of my life. Right. I mean, it is for me, but maybe not others. I know, but you're special. <laughs> I do get really excited, to be honest. But most people don't feel that way. But that doesn't mean you can't find some fitness that you do truly enjoy. Yes, still do your jumping lunges. And maybe switch up, like for motivation, switch up your playlist. Music oh, is so music important. Music is the key. I mean, good music matters so much when you work out. I feel like if I have good music on and I get my jump rope out, game on, baby. It's playtime at that point. I'm so excited. Yeah. If your music is stale or maybe you're listening to nothing or you're listening to a podcast, which if you're working out right now listening to this, thank you very much. I hope we're motivating you. (laughs) But maybe you should put on some music because you'll probably work out harder. I know sometimes when we're working out, we just start talking in the first 20 minutes. We won't have any music. And then you'll look at me and you'll be like, do you want me to turn on some music? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And then you turn it on and I do feel different. Well, it energizes you. I feel like mm-hmm. mu- for me, music is definitely for working out. That's It's for working out and dancing. Yeah. Those my, are my two things. My favorite song right now is the Get Up 
which we played it at okay, our Esquaw event, uh, event in Wichita. Um, do the two-step and cowboy mm-hmm. boogie. I don't know all the words, but it's like that's a jam. I had know? never heard it until the event, mm-hmm. and now I've heard it like three times. I was like, wait. Yes, because it's Amy's everywhere. Right. Amy's yes. right. I'm behind the times. Okay, I get it. Like add it to your workout playlist ASAP because I feel like it'll – and then it, you, you can take a little break and like try to do the dance yourself. I want to learn it. Actually, I was trying to – Sean and I were talking about it. Yes, Sean's my husband. We were talking about it yesterday. How can we learn this dance? He's like, mm, I'm good. I was like, no, you're doing it. That right way now. y'all can bust it out. I mean, we'll bust out the bar, whiskey roll, baby, when we're dancing Saturday. Yes, if y'all are ever in Nashville on a Saturday at about 4 p.m., Erin and her husband are always at the rooftop bar at Dirk's Bentley's Whiskey Row. Love it. Dancing. Best DJ, DJ Grant. So much fun. He plays the best music. So fun. So fun. But then we go home by like 6.30 and cook some eggs. Yeah. Wild. Wild Saturday night. Um, any other tips on motivation sometimes just allow yourself to not have the best day yeah like don't always say have grace yeah I mean just you're we we aren't always all happy and all motivated some days just take it and say don't beat yourself up like oh my god I didn't do good today that's okay there's always tomorrow Mm -hmm. shake it off get back on track the next day and try to smile and love life yeah enjoy it when you're in the downtimes Take some self-care, enjoy the downtime for a little bit, and yeah. then get right back on track. But try to stay focused on your eating. Yeah, because eating is the most important part I mean, of it. I mean, if Even you want to lose weight, working out. to lose weight, eating is where you lose it. Yeah. I, I would say one last little motivation thing that came to my mind was, like, if you got a buddy, like a workout partner or an accountability, accountability party, partner. partner, like someone you can text or someone you can meet up with, or maybe they don't even live near you, FaceTime. You FaceTime your sessions mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah. Mary and I used to FaceTime workout before some of her jaw stuff, and she's not able to work out anymore. But we before that, we would FaceTime and do Tracy Anderson, and it was so fun. That's amazing. You can FaceTime and do any workouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's a good idea. Okay, well, so hopefully some of these tips help you guys. Maybe one of you listening out there was feeling not so motivated, and now you're getting up. And you're and you're today is your day. Doing the get up and you're getting it on. <laughs> That's a wrap on today's episode. A big thank you to Lisa for coming on and Mary from The Shot Forward and Aaron Opria. Uh, hopefully you go follow all of the people that I have on the show. Go follow them on Instagrams and you correspond, make comments, likes, do all the things. Just want to make sure that we're supporting all the people that are on here being a support to this podcast too. And now it's time for my email shout out. And this one is from Olivia. And I feel like she just touched on something that's important for us to all remember. And maybe it's something that somebody else needs to hear. So I'm reading it. Hey, Amy, I just listened to your first podcast ever in the four things with Amy Brown. I know that your first one mentions that when you fail, it's for a reason and there's bigger and better things to come in the future. And I just wanted to thank you for that. Today, I randomly decided to start your podcast because I listened to the Bobby Bones Show podcast regularly. Once I decided to do that, I was listening and it really struck me that, you know, there are certain things in life that you really want, but maybe it's not meant to be. A couple of hours later, I opened the letter from my college saying that I did not get into nursing school this semester, and this is my second time applying to nursing school. It's heartbreaking, yes, but it's really helped me to stay positive, thinking that maybe there's something better in my future, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, Olivia, 
total bummer. I'm sorry that you didn't get into nursing school for a second time. It doesn't mean you should give up on that. Like if that's something you really want to pursue, go at it again. Take the test a third time. Try to get in there. I mean, maybe you'll get into nursing school. Third time's a charm, but not always. Sometimes it's fourth or fifth time. Um, But I will say we recently shared a story on the Bobby Bone Show about Meryl Streep. I think she was in my Fun Fact Friday that she wanted to be a lawyer and she went to take the LSAT or something. And I think she fell asleep during the test, which obviously that's not good. And she saw it as a sign. She was like, you know what? This is just not for me. I don't know why I thought I needed to be on this career path, but this is not for me. And that's when she pursued acting. And then now she's given us some pretty amazing movies. Now, I don't know what else could be in your career path if it's not nursing school. I'm not saying that you should go be an actor or an actress, but um, there may be something else that you know, you've been so focused on what you thought you wanted to do that you haven't really pursued something else that might be like hiding in there. But if it's nursing school, don't give up, keep fighting for it. And then if it's not nursing school, just know that there is something else out there for you that you can do great things with. And I hope that you find it, Olivia. And I'm glad that uh, this podcast gave you some comfort in knowing that there are better things in your future. So, but you just got to keep working for it. Just because you fail doesn't mean you just sit back and wait for something else better to happen. You keep going for it. Um, Thank you to everybody for listening and uh, happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July weekend. Um, Make sure you check out any other episodes that you've missed from the podcast. If you've got long road trips and you've only listened to a couple episodes, we do have a lot for you to choose from. And then if you haven't subscribed, you definitely could do that. That would be amazing. You could rate and review. Always appreciate that. And we'll see you here on Tuesday with another Q&A episode. So see y'all then. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. 
That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 